Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode of the Sun Ranto Show was recorded live and streamed on Danny Rocket's YouTube page. If you'd like to listen early and ad-free to the Sun Ranto Show, well, you should subscribe. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It keeps the show in tickets and beer. Now get over there. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Support us today. Now you're going to have to listen to some ads. Here's the show. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. We're here jamming to the music of Mr. Brian Ziegler, who you see before you. Some of you guys might remember him. Oh no, I'm pointing the wrong way. Some of you guys might remember him from all our Pirates previews. But now that we're a TV show, you can uh, see Brian and his uh, Magic Dragon. Brian the Magic Dragon. He's a Pirates fan, and he's also the composer of this jam you're hearing right now, along with uh, the rest of his band. And uh, what's the name of the band now, Brian? Uh, well, it changes every uh, every couple of years, but that is Jaded Babies. <laughs> Jaded Babies. Sounds good. Facebook user said, that's a funky thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, Facebook user. And that's the end of it. So, uh, yeah, look up. All, where can everybody find your music, Brian? Well, there's, it's all over the place. But the newer stuff uh, is at thejadedbabies.com. Right, we're in the studio now. Uh, unfortunately, we don't do cool things like albums about uh, baseball. But we have a lot of songs about going to the bathroom and how it sucks getting old. That, that's kind of the theme. I like it. It does suck getting old. In fact, all day today, I've been nursing a hangover from hanging out with uh, my sister uh, till midnight, which yep. isn't late. It isn't late. It's not late to do stuff like that, but it, but is, it is now. now. <laughs> I know. So now finally, I'm, I'm finally getting to my hair of the dog. I've got my Vista Bay. Uh, nice. It's Friday. It's a Friday at uh, six o'clock. I've got to do a little pre-gaming before the Cubs and the Pirates face off. My team versus your team, and you are drinking the appropriate Yingling Lager. Yeah, I can't get Iron City here in New Jersey, so uh, next best thing is uh, the Yingling. So, uh, b- by the way, Steve Schur writes in Vista Bay better than Jason Bay. I kind of, I don't know. That's debatable because uh, Vista Bay is not um, uh, very good. But, but Vista I mean, Bay rookie of the year? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vista Bay is basically well. This is the poor man's uh, truly. If you shop at Aldi, this is the Aldi uh, version of a uh, truly or a White Claw. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So you know, like, you're really straight. Better days in Boston. So, <laughs> so uh, we're here to preview this series. Brian and I have done a lot of uh, you know, Cubs Pirates previews in our time. But first, I kind of want to thank everybody uh, who showed up on Wednesday night for our John Baker Day. 
that was freaking awesome. We've already raised over a thousand bucks for the Lost nice. Boys, and that was just for the first night. We got three more nights coming up for you, starting on uh, Sunday at five o'clock or post game uh, after the Cubs and Pirates finish up this series. We're gonna have Bob Kendrick on, who's the president of the Negro League Baseball Museum, and I was just cutting up that interview into bite-sized pieces so that uh, we can come on and talk and uh, do a little bit more discussion about what we talked about uh, on during the interview, which is Buck O'Neill, Rube Foster, great Chicagoans. Bob's a genius. Uh, John Baker, t- we talk about the style of play in the Negro Leagues. Um, but you guys are in for a treat. Sarah Sanchez is coming on on Sunday to talk about it all with us. It's going to be incredible. Um, Bob Kendrick, and Levante Stewart from the Lost Boys, they come on and you're just, I, I can't say enough. I, they're they're going to blow your socks on off. Please show up on Sunday at 5 o'clock and it'll be available. And the whole interview will also be available uh, on Sunday as well. So get ready for that. It's going to be great. And if you want more information about the Lost Boys, go to lostboysinc.org. And if you want more information about what we're doing for John Baker Day this year, go to sunranto.com slash John Baker Day. We have the um, anti-racist shirt for sale at um, Obvious Shirts. So go pick that up. Every dime that uh, we make off of selling this shirt is going to go to the Lost Boys this year. There's also a John Baker Day face mask that we're selling. So get that. And and um, anyway, lots of ways to help. But let's talk about the Cubs and the Pirates series. The Pirates are kind of coming in as advertised. They suck. <laughs> and oh, they yeah. suck almost as bad as Rob Manfred sucks about, at being commissioner of baseball. And um, if there's any here, Brian, that you should hope that maybe somehow, like, they get off to a hot street streak, only 60 <laughs> games, maybe, just maybe, the Pirates well, can pull it off and get into the playoffs. You, you know, they got expanded playoffs now. If they come in second, they're in. You know, sports keep coming back, and that's great. Well, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there is no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Because BetOnline has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Well, I, I hear, you know, they're looking at maybe 12 out of 15 teams making the playoffs. If they do that, maybe. Maybe. But, you know, it's funny. It, it is the year when a sub-500 team is probably going to make the playoffs, and we're a sub 500 team. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. <laughs> so, I mean, they didn't do anything in the off season of note. No. Can you talk a little bit about what they did do of, of not note? <laughs> well, you know, I think rarely has any major league team brought in this type of free agent talent in one year. I mean, you know, they beat the Yankees to get guys like Jared Dyson uh, oh, wow. Heredia, you know, who? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, you know, I think 
the Bucks are really leading the market in those no bat, no glove kind of guys. Um, <laughs> it's the new, it's the new market inefficiency, possibly. It's like, hey, let's get guys that aren't very good at baseball, and we'll see yeah. how how that goes for us. I, you know, the really weird thing though is, I mean, sincerely, there were two glaring holes being center field and catcher. Um, you know, on the entire roster, there's maybe two major league outfielders. Uh, and I, you know, Dyson's a decent guy to ride the pine and put in for defense, but I mean, he's, your, he's your starting outfielder and that's, that's just not okay. And then I, there's no depth. I mean, they were running, you know, Cole Tucker is a decent shortstop prospect. They're running Ooh. him out there to play right field because there's no one. And you know, that's one step away from running me out there and, and that's not okay either. Yeah, I mean, and you still have, I mean, you still got some bats, like something about, oh, no doubt. Some, some about the Pirates and the way that they kind of go up there hacking, and you still got Josh Bell, of course, but the some about the way you guys just go up there ha- hacking and hacking, it was like death by a thousand cuts. Every time that you could beat the Cubs last year, you did it just by squaring, a, squaring it up. You know what I mean? Just like you just right. went up there. Managed to get like 14, 15 hits, you know, you just war of attrition. I mean, Cubs, you know, Cubs put up a lot of runs against pirate pitching last year as well. But, you know, what, what is it? How does this team manage to win some baseball games sometimes? Because it, it, it seems like it's just about using that, that offense to just like kind of cut you to death by, by uh, just putting it in play. Well, I tell you, and this year they have not been putting it into play. I mean, there have been a couple of guys. Uh, Colin Moran's looked surprisingly good. Um, but, you know, the, the guys that you've been expecting to hit the ball so far haven't been. You know, you've got nothing out of Brian Reynolds or Kevin Newman or even Josh Bell yet. Um, the couple of games they have won have been from surprisingly decent pitching performances out of guys you didn't expect them from. I, and, you know, unlike previous bad Pirates teams – this and this is a bad team, but I mean they do have some bats that are worth running out there. Uh, it's just the the glaring holes and the lack of depth are are going to keep it from being anything fantastic. But I mean, you've got a whole pitching staff made up of fours and fives, and fours and fives win some games sometimes. Just yeah. not enough. Well, I mean the Cubs were eight and eleven, or no, the Pirates were eight and eleven versus the Cubs, which for a team that you know, really wasn't very good last year. And the Cubs supposedly, you know, they're spending $250 million to lose eight times to the freaking pirates. It's a little frustrating, but like the Cubs, they had a run there. I mean, the Cubs put up 17 runs. There was one series in Chicago, September 13th through 15th, where it really looked like the Cubs were well on their way into making the playoffs. They might have even been in first place at this point. But they scored 17 runs, 14 runs, and 16 runs during a one weekend one weekend series in Chicago. I don't know if you remember this, but at the same time, the Pirates swept the Cubs mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh uh, ju- that just a, a week later. Now, a lot of it was due to some injuries, but they, you know, they put up nine runs twice against the Cubs and swept us. So it's like, you know, at any given time, I know any baseball team can beat any other team. Yeah. But when I look at kind of like, 
you know, the pirates and what they kind of do to you. you to, I, don't, I mean, it, they can be frustratingly yeah. not shitty. And that's what, what I'm, I, that's what I'm scared of this weekend, that they will be a frustratingly not shitty team. And, and you know, I, I usually don't mean this as a compliment, but when they do win games, they're pesky. You know, they're, they're, other, than, other than Bell, there really isn't that much power in the lineup. You know, your number two power guy might be Polanco, and he can't hit the side of a barn with a bat. So, you know, you really need to string a bunch of singles and doubles. You know, there is a lot of doubles power on the team. Um, and if they do beat you, that's what it's going to be from. And, you know, they're going to go up there swinging. They're going to put the bats on the ball a good bit. Uh, it's just not going out of the park. Well, you you got um, – here's our uh, lineup tonight for the Pirates. Adam Frazier, who I've never heard of. <laughs> Have you heard no. of him? Oh, Frazier's a vet at this point. I mean, he's your he's your 280, 12 home runs. I he is the perfect example of the replacement player. Well, I'm trying to really this guy is a yeah, he is a kind of he's how come I've not heard of this guy? Because he plays in Pittsburgh. Oh. <laughs> he played against us. Um Kevin Newman, who's who is young. Josh yeah. Bell is your star. Colin Moran. He seems like he should be – he's kind of a statue out there at third base. It's pretty bad defense, I think. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, I, I think this year the DH uh, – I can't believe I just said that. Um, yeah. but, you know, I think I think it could help. He, he He's decent contact, and he's got some good power. I mean, he has knocked a couple of massive home runs this year. I, you know, I don't think he's a long-time starter or long-term starter, but he's that pinch hitter – once a week at first, once a week at third kind of guy that can still do something decent with the bat. And uh, who, how about Brian Reynolds playing left field? Who's that guy? Uh, well, he was a, he was a rookie again last year. Hit over, I believe, 320. Um, I, I'm almost like a broken record. But again, good contact guy. Uh, not a whole lot of power. Uh, Gregory Polanco, who we know pretty well from falling this over is the in the year, outfield. Man. This is the year Polanco's going to break through and stay healthy, man. Oh, this is the one, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then you got Cole Tucker, who you said is a shortstop prospect. Yep. But he's playing right field. Put him out in right. I'll tell you what, though. He's got some good hair. You look. You take a look at Cole Tucker, Danny, and tell me his hair doesn't remind me of or it doesn't remind you of me when we met. All right. All right. That's a that's a good head of hair. Now, uh, Jacob Stallings, now your catcher. Uh, you lost. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy who sings. He was decent. Yeah, the Italian stallion. Yeah. What's his name? Oh, God, I lost it. Um, I, I know, I lost it the too. concussion machine from the Yankees. Uh, yeah, because he came back. He Everybody thought that he was going to... Um, Cervelli. Cervelli, yeah, Francisco Cervelli. Everybody thought that he was just done and retired, and then he, and then he showed up as a backup catcher for the Yankees. He just didn't want to be on the Pirates anymore. And then um, you got uh, Jared Dyson, who, like uh, most vacuum cleaners, sucks. Uh, no, he's not very good, and if that's your big acquisition. And then Trevor Williams is pitching tonight, who I, I guess we'll just get to that. He's uh, – man, he got lit up last year by the Cubs quite a bit. Um, you, you look at the lines here. You went two innings in one game, gave up seven runs. 
on six hits. He, he went five innings in another one, gave up eight runs on 11 hits, and then uh, the other time he went out there, he gave up five runs on nine hits. So the Cubs have ab- absolutely lit him up. Um, he's going up against uh, the Cubs, and you, Darvish, I'll just get to use line there. It was not great. He went out there and uh, gave up no runs only one time and struck out eight. But the other times, he, you know, the Pirates got to him, and that's kind of what I'm saying. He lost to him twice last year, and that's what I'm saying. It's like the Cubs frustratingly lost to the Pirates in annoying ways. And here's the Cubs lineup tonight as tweeted out by the team. Uh, Bryant the, and Rizzo up front, the Brizzo daily double. Then you got uh, Javier Baez playing uh, shortstop. Uh, Schwarber, Contreras, Hayward in the sixth spot, which I'm not loving because he still should change his number to 43 because that's pretty much his line on uh, every box score uh, when you're keeping scoring the game. Four to three is how he gets out. Caratini is catching because uh, you got uh, Contreras as the the DH. It's a bunch uh, of cocktail, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, it's and it's delicious. Uh, Caratini's great. He's one of those dudes that uh, we have some good swing and catchers on the Cubs. And so it's kind of nice that you can get both those guys into the game. And then still, if, if you need to rest somebody's legs, you know, in the seventh inning or whatever, you just put your DH as your catcher, you know, double switch that shit. Uh, Jason Kipnis, uh, who I don't. I mean, you kind of want the lefty out there against Williams. Might as well. He's a right-handed pitcher, so it makes some sense. Uh, But it's a a lot of people kind of clamoring for Nico Horner to get more at-bats. He's kind of our, you know, he's not a rookie phenom, but I think he's a solid player and might be with the Cubs for quite a long time. Uh, Ian Happ in center field instead of Almora, which I think that makes sense because he hits better from the left side. And Almora kind of stinks at hitting. And then you, Darvish going out there, and we already talked about kind of his uh, foibles. He wasn't great last time he went out there either. Darvish, you know, looked rusty, and it's been frustrating for us. Uh, And then how did um, Trevor Williams look? Well, I mean, not not good. He's – He's on his best day. He's a very poor man's or tries to be a poor man's Maddox. I mean, he is all control and it worked for a while. I mean, he had about a year and a half where, you know, he had ERA under three and a half. He was he was winning games on the Pirates. Um, But the last year or so, his control has not been there. Um, You know, when he was on, he it was corners every time. Uh, And he's just he's just not hitting them right now. Um, and his stuff is not going to get you out by itself. You know, he, he's got to have that control and he hadn't had it. Yeah. And it, cause he gave up three to the Cardinals ended up, uh, well, the pirates, they actually have won two games. So that's pretty exciting for them. Um, it puts you only a game out of first right now. <laughs> I think. And well, we're, we got to be tied for the wild card, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, with the Marlins having only played three games, and uh, you know, you, you look at the NLE standings right now, and you're just like, <laughs> "What is happening there?" Um, a lot of Phillies aren't playing. You know, we should mention the, that the COVID has taken taken out uh, the Marlins, the Phillies, the Yankees aren't playing tonight. I believe uh, is Baltimore not playing? I forget who else is not. Oh, Cardinals aren't playing. Right. The Brewers right. aren't playing. Cardinals had a uh, positive test in which we all know it was Carlos Martinez. And he actually just infected himself, which was really strange. That yeah. it was I, the I first mean, think, self-infecting uh, COVID case. Yeah, I think what you need to do 
is, you know, for the good of the league, have the Bucks play these depleted teams. You know, I think rather than cancel their games, let us play the Marlins. <laughs> You know, or whatever's left of them. You know, I, I think we got a decent chance at a win or two. Yeah, might as well. I mean, in, in this asterisk of a season, you know, I'm trying to, I still can't figure out how to make an asterisk with my figures. This is about as close as I can come. It looks More like of a, a weird check cereal. Yeah, check cereal, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really kind of strange. You know, I don't even know how they're going to pull this season off, to be honest. Like, it's it feels yeah. like. Uh, you know, every day that passes by every positive tests, you know, is is actually one day closer to banging the whole thing. But, you know, honestly, the Pirates could end up in first place on that last day. Like you come in here, you take two or three of the Cubs or but God forbid, sweep the Cubs somehow, some way. And the season gets banged on Monday. You could call yourselves world champions. And Here's the question. Because it's been so long since the Pirates were able to do something like win a championship, would you count this season, uh, if you won the World Series this year, Some, you know, would you count it as a World Series win? Would you take that victory or would you be embarrassed by it? Absolutely. It can be both, right? I mean, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, sure. I mean, look, you, you gotta win. And, and believe me, this, this is, I, I've promised myself actually not to even refer to it as baseball. It's, it's a clown ball season, but you gotta play what you're given, right? So yeah. you got a garbage roster. You're playing a beer league game with a messed up season and, an, and a NHL style playoffs, but you know, that's what you're given. Um, so sure, I'd take, and I, you know, I realized there'd be an asterisk, but uh, I'll take it anyway. I mean, yeah, David Ross, our manager, said, "Well, if they're giving out a trophy, I want it." <laughs> you know, right, and, right, that makes sense. And now, David Ross is our new manager, and there's a lot of new changes. I know on the Pirates this year, I mean, you got a kind of a whole new front office going on, and I guess that's your your biggest moves is maybe you're switching things around uh, up there. Maybe it's a, a sign of hope. Got a new manager, the uh, old uh, gum jawing Clint Hurdle is gone playing his freaking horrible beanball games that he was playing. The Pirates were real assholes last year. But you got Derek Shelton in there right now, so you want to tell me about him? As you like him? You like yeah, what you're I mean, with this guy? You, it, you know, it's funny. Anytime a new manager comes in, you got to be excited, right? Because it means almost always. Someone either sucked or died the last few years. So, I, you know... He's brought a little bit more of a sense of accountability to the team, really. The, the last couple of years, the clubhouse just kind of meandered off on its own. Um, you know, like the first half of the season, the Bucks were almost battling for 500, which, you know, isn't something to be that proud of, but they weren't all that embarrassing either. And then the team just fell off a cliff. I, Shelton, you know, it's weird. In one way, he's holding the players more accountable, but they're less walking on eggshells. You know, from what I've heard, there was a, you know, there was a sense that you're going to be left alone for two weeks and then yelled at, you know, whereas his philosophy is, look, you booted a ground ball. Okay. Accept it. Move Move on. on. So, well, I mean, you had that, I mean, hurdle to talk about your old school kind of manager, you know, I mean, it's almost the epitome of it. And, uh, you, you know, so if they do change it up and get more of a millennial type, yeah, I su- assume this guy's young. Yeah, he's, he's in his 40s. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a total d- difference. And I could see that having somebody that's more your peer 
as opposed to somebody that you're scared of. You got a lo- lot of young players who have been given participation trophies their whole life. You know, like they're not going to be too receptive to getting chewed out by somebody like Clint Hurdle for like missing curfew or something like that. You know, they're like, they want to be treated in a certain way. And I think Clint Hurdle, did he ever even find a job this year? Clint? Not that I heard. No, he, well, in November or so, he retired. Um, You know, I'm sure he'd come back if he was offered a a job. Um, But as of now, he's, he's retired. But I think, you know, they need to build an environment. You know, things changed a lot. You know, there's a couple of years when we were in the playoffs when A.J. Burnett came to town, a, a guy who'd won some things, you know, and our roster just wasn't used to that. And now we're back in the circumstance where everyone on the team is kind of used to sucking. And, yeah. I, you know, I think the, the big thing they're trying to do is to change that environment um, while not spending a lot of money. So it's it's. For it well, to happen, it's going to take a while. Well, what's, I mean, we beat you in the wild card game 2015. And, you know, that was the best. That's a 97 win team. We, or 98 win team, I believe, uh, that year. And uh, Cubs won 97 at ended up having to play in Pittsburgh. But, like, that is like the last time you guys were there. And that was like kind of the last shot at that, that window. And since then, like, I mean, you, it's not like they didn't develop amazing players. You know, you got Garrett Cole, you know, you got Jamison Tyone now. He's gone too. Like, and so you had it there. If the Pirates could actually spend some money, and I think Pittsburgh would support them. It's like Pittsburgh acts like they're this small market team that could never afford these players but let's face it like people were showing up those years they were making money you know they were making money they could have spent money and they decided to not do it and just and now they don't sign anybody like it's got to be incredibly frustrating because it is a baseball town your town will show up to games you know the ticket prices can go high people will pay $35 $35 to sit in the upper deck and sell out baseball games on the weekend. So like, what is the freaking damage? Like, you know, now you're back to being uh doormats for years and with no end in sight. I mean, is there a light at the end of the tunnel for the Pittsburgh pirates? Well, I, I, you know, I think there is, I mean, they, what killed them uh, was a day, the trading deadline in 2018, uh, you know, when you look at what Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows have done for the Rays, um, for yeah, Meadows was supposed to be your center fielder of the future. You know, I remember you talking about him a year or two ago, and you know, oh, this guy, he's coming up. You were really hopeful, and then now even your young dudes that would have been cheaper gone. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the the frustration is not that you know we all knew Kutch was going to leave. We all knew Cole was going to leave, you know, but when you get, I mean, it, it, you know, and I'm, I'm still a little angry at you guys, but it, it's, it's a Ramos Ramirez all over again, right? Where you've got guys who are just coming into their own, you know, not the guys who've had two or three good years, not, not even the Barry Bonds who've had a couple of good years and leaving. It's the guys who haven't even gotten good yet. Yeah. But they're still kicking them out the team. And you know, I think Chris, the, the Chris Archer trade was what, what killed the old, uh, the entire management team eventually. Um, 
But, you know, I think they've got a new GM in Ben Sherrington, who was the GM for the Red Sox when they won the series. Um, He hasn't done a whole lot for the team, but I think Pittsburgh is hopeful but skeptical. You know, we've heard this story before. Um, So uh, you want to see what he's going to do. They don't have a whole lot in the minors right now. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see a fire sale. There are, you know, like I said, unlike past bad Pirates teams, there are some valuable pieces here. Um, well, so well, the thing is, is that you're not going to be able to trade anybody because of COVID. You know I, what I mean? Like, you, you, even if you wanted to tr- trade somebody like Josh Bell, you know, and, and I don't know how many years are left on his contract. Uh, do, you, do you know offhand? I think he's got, I want to say three more years. Okay. So, like, you know, you could probably get a haul. For somebody yeah. like him, if somebody needs a, a first baseman anyway. Um, so, uh, you know, but right now, I don't think anybody's trading anybody, you know, no. and uh, salaries are completely depressed. Uh, probably for, well, except for Mookie Betts and the Dodgers. I mean, you know, that was a, he made him a, a wealthy man. But, you know, you look at, you look at how you would, a team like the Pirates at this point would replenish their farm system. It'd be by trading somebody like Josh Bell. You're like, hey, listen, we're not going to really be very good for a few years. We're, we're going to decide that. But you can't even have the fire sale at this point, you know, just yeah. with the situation. So um, I'm just telling you, you shouldn't be as hopeful as you are. <laughs> <laughs> but you do got a, you got a new pitching coach. I mean, it, I, I, tell me about him. Like Oscar Oscar Marine. Yeah. Ray Searage is – Ray Searage, I mean, all he did was it seemingly just – plunk batters when he was mad at him he's like get up there and plunk that guy because we're pissed we're losing <laughs> yeah i mean searage you know it's interesting searage depending on who you ask was either a miracle worker or just you know pure garbage and he did revitalize some careers i mean he, he did miracles with hap and did well with burnett you know a lot of guys who had some stuff but kind of drifted off he found a way to bring him back the thing was he had a philosophy it was you know Try to induce ground balls, pitch to contact. And if that's your bag, he was really good. But if it wasn't, he wasn't. You know what I mean? Oh, and, I got you. You know, Marine's whole thing is, what are you good at? Do that. You know? Um, well, and every team's got all those proprietary advanced metric, uh, right. you know, spin rates and Q zones and, and, you know, they've got robots teaching everybody how to pitch these days. Yeah. And, and that's cool and everything, especially for the people that can effectively use that and understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once again, you, you probably you guys got, if you got guys like Ray Searage been around the game a long time, you know, and, you know, maybe, some of these guys are going to get, you know, John Henry out of there, you know, by the, uh, by the, st- by the steam, the electric steam shovel or whatever that story is. What, what did they have? A, it was a steam powered shovel. Right. When John Henry was a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. When John Henry was a little baby. <laughs> when Ray Searage was the pitching coach of the Pirates. You know, and I, then they got a computer. <laughs> yeah. Back, back, sports, back, and so is your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there is no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You see, BetOnline.ag has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. So do it. Also. 
Got to tune in. Floyd Money Mayweather joining the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. And he's going to talk about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today and check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. So go to betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. They sponsor this podcast and we thank them. Betonline.ag. Hey guys, uh, you ever shave your balls? I mean, you know, sure you have. I mean, why not? Make them nice and smooth. Well, let me tell you how. You got to join Manscaped. They got the lawnmower, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you a confidence boost through your body image. So they got the ceramic blade and skin safe technology, and it's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down below, below. So you got the Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, comes with an LED light. You can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or even in a dark shower. Whatever you want to do. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. See, the Shears is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. See, the Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Now, on their website, you also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And you know you need it because you got that summer swamp ass going on. Uh, You got that, uh, you know, the uh, natural hydrators and antioxidants in the Crop Preserver. So you want to use that. You'll also find the Crop Reviver. A testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing your own balls, but I will be impressed by your flexibility. Now, go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. What you got to do to get 20% off right now, plus free shipping, is use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns and shave that front trunk and we thank you manscape for sponsoring the sun ranto show oh man you know you look at a guy like mitch keller you know he was their big pitching prospect for a couple of years and his he has a decent fastball we're gonna see him we're gonna see him uh in game two in fact yeah 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 he has a curveball that rolls off a table but he wasn't throwing it. He was throwing his fastball, which which is okay. But he was but he was getting hammered. Um, and I think you know they're they're telling him, look, you know, focus on what you do well. You know that curveball that no one can hit. Why don't you throw that instead of just a bunch of fastballs down in the zone? <laughs> yeah, that everybody's hitting over a wall, especially with the juice ball. And this is what the Cubs did against Mitch Keller last year. Uh, a total of 9.1 innings, and they, they lit him up one time, but uh, one time Mitch did pretty well. Uh, yeah. yeah, he beat him, struck out seven. Uh, and then the other game in August where he gave up six runs on seven hits, uh, all earned, he gave up two home runs. And so, and, and, and he'll walk a few guys, I imagine. Yep. I imagine he would. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, he does. He's always throwing a lot of pitches, and that's one thing they're working on uh you know, trying to get him to be able to get out of the out of the sixth inning. Uh, so, no luck and, yet. 
And so, so he's a, I mean, he's only been around what, two years. This is his second year in the, the, in the year, bigs. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a bright spot for you, you know, until, until you trade him. One. Yeah. He's, he's going to come into his prime and then you get trade him and then right. it'll be a no. cub. Uh, and here's what Chatwood did against the pirates last year. This is all in relief. A uh, little bit of long relief there too. He went uh, three innings once and two innings, once, but he pitched really well. I mean, no strikeouts, a uh, couple of walks in there, but uh, only one run out of, let's see, eight innings and only, uh, well, five hits. So it's not great. Five times. I mean, it's terrible for the whip, but the one run, that, that works that works in our favor. So that's game two, and I might as well just preview game three real sure. quick as well. Um, and you said you think Stephen Brault's going to go out there, which the Cubs are very familiar with. <laughs> if you look at that line, he went he went out there in September, and he was the victim of uh, that. Uh, well, he barely went three innings. He didn't even quite get out of the third inning, and he gave up 10 runs on eight hits. So There's a couple of errors. And, I, and it, well, I don't think it was errors. It was walks uh, and home runs because the Cubs hit five of them. Off of Brault in only two and two point two innings. I, you know, when I need a pick me up, I think I'm going to go back and watch that game or at least the beginning of it because you know that that looked like a, it was a lot of fun. But he lost to the Cubs three times. He he pitched really well one time and struck out eight through seven innings. Only gave up one run on two hits, but the Cubs beat him two to zip. Uh, and then that was in August, and then way way back in April, uh, he only lasted three innings and went four. Uh, or, or gave up four runs. So tell me about Brault because you'd been on the team for a while. Yeah, I, and you know that that September game was actually the day that uh, the day that Hurdle lost me. I mean, not that he hadn't before, but I mean that was the day I completely gave up. Because I mean, I, with expanded rosters, I, you know, I get why you might leave someone in to take a shellac in April, but with expanded rosters, there's no excuse to let someone get beat around like that. You know. Yeah. Um, now, you know, it's interesting what they've been doing is Brault never had the longest arm anyway. He he's, he's largely been a swing man. Um, he's, he's doing long relief. He's doing spot starts. He's in the rotation for a while when someone's hurt. Uh, what they've been doing is piggybacking him with Chad cool, who just came back from surgery. So good chance what you're going to see Brault for two or three innings, Chad cool for two or three innings. Um, so you get to piece that one you know, together. Yeah, at that point, we'll be ahead by a couple of runs. Then you get into the bullpen, and you'll uh, score 19. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it, it's possible that, that that is the one that the Cubs really take uh, because this is uh, John Lester who's going that day. This is his line against the Pirates, and he had a really bad start as well, but the Cubs ended up not really bad, uh, just not great. Uh, it gave – Gave up seven runs, but luckily the Cubs scored seventeen that day. So that that the wind must have been howling out in September that September thirteenth. Um, but no, he pitched pretty well. Uh, they were all quality starts except for one, which on April eighth he came out of the game uh, early. I think it, that he must have gotten injured. I, I don't really recall that, but you know, Lester, we saw him. You know, he's getting older. At, yeah, obviously we all do. But I was looking at uh, at you know his uh, baseball reference page, and you look at you know the kind of the back of the baseball card sitting there, and you're like, man, that's a lot of years. Two thousand four. Yeah, he's been around a long time. You know, you and I were still playing rock and roll with bad teenage mustache <laughs> and like running around New York City back then. And it, you think of a young John Lester, you know that you know. For, 
he's probably closer to our age than he is to some of the young guys on the team. But one thing, obviously, is fastball velocity is ticked down as it tends to with age. But one thing that he's doing this year is throwing a hell of a lot of off-speed pitches. And that's what's really interesting to see because uh, he was kind of like that Trevor Williams thing when he's only he's throwing 92, 93, and he's trying to locate on the corners so that and trying to own the corners. But, you know, it was getting hit a long way last year. You know, it wasn't it wasn't cute for John Lester oftentimes. About <laughs> half the time, if he's not getting that corner, he's got to come in a little bit if the umpire's not given to it, and then it gets hit a long way. And so this year, in, to kind of combat that, He's not relying on his fastball like the John Lester of old. So it's really, I think you're, you're in to see a, for a bit of a treat. The new, he no hit the Reds through five last time he went out there. So, yeah, you so know, what, it, he's only lasting five innings, but he, yeah. it's still no hits. Hey, what do you think about the Reds? Like they were the, they were the sexy pick this week and I, I haven't seen him play yet. How, how, how did they look? I mean, I know you beat him two out of three, but how'd they look? Yeah, well, I mean, we beat them two out of three because their their players they had one player test positive, and two other players weren't feeling well, even though they tested negative, but they couldn't play. Those players were Mike Mustakis and Nick Sensel. Oh, that'll make a so, difference. <laughs> so they were they were two guys. They were those two down the first two games that we ended up beating them. Okay. Now, now the first game where John Lester went out there and pitched five innings of no hit baseball. Cubs were winning seven to nothing when John Lester left that game. Unfortunately, our bullpen oh, no. is a joke. I mean, and that night it was a full on joke uh, because we they trotted out their sixteen million dollar you know desperation mid season move last year, Craig Kimbrell, and he couldn't buy an out. He could not locate anything, and uh, it was kind of a disaster. Cubs win eight seven in a real nail biter. You know, so it, um, so I, I mean, it's the, so uh, what was your question? I forgot. Uh, oh, I, do you buy the Reds? Oh yeah. Do I buy the Reds? Yeah, I do. Because they put up a shit ton of runs against us. Yeah. Even if they put up 12 runs or 11 in the, in the win, um, that they had on Wednesday and, uh, they made it interesting. I think even on Tuesday, I think they scored five. So like they do have an offense. They picked up. Nick Castellanos, who was a doubles machine last year, led the majors. And, uh, you know, they got some good young players. And, you know, we also missed their uh, – we we hit Sonny Gray, and Sonny Gray kicked our ass. Uh, Cubs didn't do shit against him. And then – and we hit their bullpen. So, I, you know, everybody's bullpen sucks. But then we missed Luis Castillo. So we hit their four and five, and – we just lucked out. You know, that's why we went two or three, but in a COVID season, you're going to take it 60 yeah, games. Yeah. You know, it's like every game counts as 2.7 in a, a regular season. So like, I do think the Reds yeah. are a decent team. We just happened to catch them at the, uh, at the right time. Well, that, that's the great thing about playing the box is you're always going against the four or five. So mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. You don't have anybody scary. That's for sure. But you know, sometimes you know, it doesn't matter. Doesn't and matter. Guys could be there if it get it together. Keller could be there, and you know the other guy who's got just brutal stuff, but he can never stay healthy is Chad Cool. You know he's yeah. he's he's not a big name, but he's got a triple digit fastball. He's got a slider that moves. He just can't stay on the field. Um, so he well, could be something. 
and and then you picked up freaking Derek Holland too, and he's taken some innings, but he got thrown out of a baseball game from the stands. <laughs> That's like, great. <laughs> what did he do? I, he was just chirping at the umpire. Um, but now, did you see the video of uh, the manager and the umpire arguing? Because the masks, there yeah. was this whole thing with like he starts to storm out to argue, then wait a minute, he has to put on his mask and the umpire's <laughs> masking up, and they're like, you know, getting re- getting ready to fight. It wasn't much of a fight. Um, uh, oh man, but, what a weird yeah, year! Howard was chirping at the ump from the from the stands because apparently, if you know, like uh, some of the pitchers, if if they're if they're not going to play, they can just sit in the stands and watch the game. Well, um, he ended up on the Cubs last year, and he was absolutely atrocious. You know. Yeah. Get, yeah, Cubs blew a, f- a few games with him, at, at, you know, at fault. Yeah. Plus uh, his nickname, the Dutch Oven. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he stinks. Like, he, he comes as advertised. Uh, so, you know, that yeah, not not a great pickup for you guys. I mean, obviously, he had a, a, a career at sure. one point in his in his career, but <laughs> it's not, not so much anymore. Uh, born in 1986, which, you know, you're getting towards the end of it if you're heading up on the pirates. So I'm, I'm looking at your uh, bullpen here. Oh God, don't, don't, (laughs) don't do it to me, man. We go back. I mean, I, the only guy I really wreck, I mean, I, you got Michael Feliz. Yeah. Which who's the dude. Was he the guy that got um, in trouble for like child porn? No, 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 no. That was Vasquez. Oh, Vasquez, yeah. He was your best pitcher. Oh, oh, Va- oh, Vasquez was, well, in more ways than one, Vasquez was nasty. Uh, yeah. he, he's still awaiting trial, though. He, he, he won't be back. That's... Um, it's so bleak. I'm looking at your depth chart here. It's so bleak that Robbie Erlin is actually listed twice <laughs> on the depth chart. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Um, here, let me, let me, let me share that. People... Oh. People should know uh, what's happening here. Uh, so if you could see that, uh, Robbie Erland just listed twice there. Uh, oh, I didn't share it. Can you see that? Oh, no, no, it's there. It's there. Yeah. He's he's right there. Yeah. And so, there. Yeah. I, and and never, never ask us, uh, who is actually a part dinosaur, and pe- people don't know that. Uh, he he's been pretty good against us, I know. And I, uh, you know, or never never ask us is it or never sock us? Never ask us to pitch out of the bullpen because we suck. Um, mm. Is no, it's never uh, never ask us. He's you're about the only team he has been good against. He's he's just been hot garbage. And I, you know, the disappointing thing is, for in all the bad years, the Pirates always managed to pitch together a halfway decent bullpen because you can do that out of scrap heap guys. Uh, I never, I never heard of any of these guys. Chris Stratton, I heard of. This I believe year, he, he no. was a failed starter or something. Uh, Brew Baker's got decent stuff. He's kind of a late blooming. He's actually a starter, uh, but he's doing long innings. He might end up starting before the season's over. Uh, Nick Birdie is the one guy who's really good. He's he's the closer while Kella's out uh with uh with the covid um well i was gonna ask you about that yeah if you got some coves on the team uh yeah a couple uh polanco just got back from it uh and kella's out he's always got a reason to be out though i you know it's it's always rough when someone just doesn't want to be on your team uh and you know that's the deal with kella um 
not that I don't believe he has COVID, but uh, I'm not surprised he has COVID. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go out there and get COVID so I don't have to play <laughs> right. on the Pirates. I would rather have COVID than be on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sounds yeah, you know, like funny, though. I, the one thing is he's he's grumpy. He's apparently not a great clubhouse guy. He he's even shit talked the team to the media. But when he pitches, he's solid. You know, I mean, he doesn't he it doesn't affect his game. Uh, he's just he's just never around. Um, the only other decent guy in the bullpen uh, is out with a oh god a strained forearm. Clay Holmes is actually solid, um, but. You know, he's on the 10 day at the very least, but with a strained forearm, we may, may never see him again. Yeah, exactly. That, or at least not for a couple of years when Theo Epstein signs him because he loves those Tommy John uh, reclamation projects. It's kind yeah. of our thing. So, um, so if you thought that uh, there was a chance that you'd take one of these games, which one do you think it would be? I'll tell you what, let me take a look at the matchups. All right, so uh, I, I can tell you the matchups. I got it right here. Trevor Williams okay. versus you, Darvish, tonight. Okay. Uh, t- M- Mitch Keller versus Tyler Chatwood tomorrow on Saturday, and then possibly Stephen Brault versus John Lester on, on Game 3 on Sunday. Okay, let's see. Tonight I'm going 15-14 Cubs. Yeah, is the wind blowing out? I don't even know. Oh, it it actually looks like it is. I wonder. I'll have to text Bleacher Jeff and see how batting practice looked. He was down there trying to trying to get balls going over onto uh, as my new uh, uh, my friend uh, uh, came into town, Julia, and she calls it Waveland, Waveland Avenue. I'm like, bitch, it's Waveland. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jeff is out there on Waveland. <laughs> waiting for for balls tonight but it, yeah it, from what i'm seeing out my alley seems to be blowing out yeah this could be 15 14 uh, i think i think tomorrow night we got a chance and uh i i think um i think sunday we got a chance i mean i it depends on when they get cool in and whether brault can screw it up before they get to chad cool i mean assuming that's what they do um but you know if they go brault to cool i think uh i think you'll be impressed by cool and keller um, so I think we got a chance on two and three. All right. Okay. So you think you're going to take one of those, but tonight the Cubs take it, but barely just 15, 14. Yeah. 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 Well, the game's about to start. Well, not quite, but we got about a half hour to maybe chug another Yingling and then have right. another Vista Vista going. Bay. By the way, this is not a sponsor of the Sunranto show. This is all for free. Drink Vista Bay. It's cheap. Store brand booze. Store brand generic. Uh, truly. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's fun talking baseball with you and I I know you're going to enjoy this. Um, I'm going to bring this up real quick. Last night, (laughs) uh, you know, Joe West got, uh, hit in the, hit in the ear. It looks like with a bat, which surprisingly, there's not lots of pictures of Joe West that look like this. I'm kind of shocked that that's never happened before, but I thought he was just in Portland. I, I didn't know he was umpiring last night. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that, police brutality. <laughs> no, uh, you know, Joe West is actually a COVID truther. Oh, is he really? Oh, yeah. No, he he said he didn't. He, he didn't really think that he was like, I don't think all those deaths are real. All COVID deaths. And, oh, you know, he and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to go great. Like, don't, don't talk. <laughs> Joe. Yeah, Joe. Don't talk. Quick word to you all. 
I really appreciate you downloading uh, the Sun Ranto show in all its many forms. But you are obviously listening to an ad-ridden version of the audio version of our live tape podcast. Now, uh, what you should do, if you'd like to listen to it in this form, is just subscribe for a dollar a month at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get your own RSS feed. You just copy and paste that into any podcatcher, and it will download automatically, just like you're doing right now. Uh, The only difference is you don't have to listen to ads, which would be great for you and for me, who, if I get enough people to join patreon.com slash sunranto, then I can quit doing ads because it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of your time, it's a waste of everybody's time. So do it, patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a dollar a month. At $5 a month, you get all my music. At $10 a month, you get other stuff. You, I mean, just just take a look. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Poke around. Join up today. It's a dollar. Come on now. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. If you would buy one of the three hosts of this podcast a beer every year, well, that's that's a dollar. <laughs> I can't do it regularly anyway. Please subscribe. $3, $5, $10, whatever you got would really be appreciated. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Quit listening to useless ads. Damn it. Back to the show. Yeah. Um, and uh, last night, Anthony, and I do want to bring this up, and I want to get into a couple more things. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, the, the game got banged last night out in Cincinnati because of rain, which yeah. anybody with the weather app on their phone knew that that was going to happen. Like, it was just storm, 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 storm until, like, midnight right? coming through Cincinnati. Everybody knew it. And I don't know what they were looking at, but they sat – the Cubs just sat inside the clubhouse, and Anthony Rizzo was pissed about it, and he tweeted from the clubhouse, player safety, MLB, let's sit around for eight-plus hours inside the clubhouse. I'm sure I can find that somewhere in the 113-page player safety protocol. So, I mean, and then today, Manfred comes out, and he tries to say to Tony Clark, hey, you know, this is your fault for, why don't you police your players? You know, you're the player union. You got the Marlins out there at a strip club right. in in Atlanta, you know, which obviously, and here's the thing, Chicago, New Jersey, you're, you're right outside of New York. Yeah. Chicago, we got hit hard. New York got hit the hardest in the country so far. Now that shit is spreading to California where you got five baseball teams. That shit is obviously in Florida like wildfire. Well, you get the Marlins with positive tests. To me, the real market inefficiency is teams that play in places that don't give a fuck about COVID and think that they got, you know, like fucking Joe West here with his bloody ear, you know, like – if if you play like the Cubs had to go to Cincinnati, I was just in Cincinnati. My girlfriend's from Cincinnati. Oh right, we were right. With her mom, and we were. I was over there for a week. People kind of taking it seriously. You're like, but I guarantee you, just over the bridge, you know, you get into Kentucky and you start moving through that state. They're yeah. taking it less seriously than they are in Ohio. It's a blue red thing at that point. Oh, I'm for Trump, so I'm gonna not wear a mask. Right. Um, well, Herman Cain just fucking croaked because he didn't wear a mask at the <laughs> Tulsa rally. So, I still think uh, it was all the pizza. I... <laughs> it could be. I'm a Herman Cain remember... truther. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you remember his nine 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 plan from years yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. I actually invented a chili 
called the 333 Chili, which okay. you possibly have sampled in the past because I'd make it for parties from time to time. And uh, the, the 333 Chili, just uh, delicious, based on Herman Cain's 999 plan. Three meats, three beans, three kinds of peppers, plus like garlic right. and stuff like that. But it's yeah. a fucking delicious chili. Um, but but I digress. But I, you know, you guys got a couple positives. The Cubs do not have any positives, and we're in first place. So what I'm saying is, if you can just s- somehow outlast, you could end up in that wild card right. spot. Or they're not going to have a wild card game, but it's going to be a series now. Where if you come in second place, you, you end up with a shot to play. I mean, maybe the Dodgers, but shit. Take two or three from the Dodgers, and why the hell not? You know, last team standing wins it all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. So, like, I, yep. I like, I don't, I don't know how the the Pirates are handling COVID because you got a couple cases in there. You got, you know, your closers out with COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, and when's he coming back? Do we know? Two positive tests. No, I, they had they haven't announced the date yet. Uh, and I think he's still unofficially out with COVID. Um, I mean, that's what it is, uh, but there, there's some privacy issues around that, but, uh, they, they haven't announced a date of when he's coming back, but I'll tell you, I, as filthy as birdies looked, I, not that you don't want a guy with Kella's quality in the game, but I, I'm fine with keeping birdie as a closer. He's good. Well, if the Cubs have never seen him before, I can guarantee he'll do very well against us, at least in, uh, through one series. Um, if we get to the ninth with a lead, <laughs> hallelujah. So I gotta I gotta ask you um, about some of the new rule changes because I, I you know you and I oh, it's gonna get ugly man I know you you and I we're we're old we're old friends old baseball fans yeah uh, we met on the subway on the green line the four five six uh, I think it was the six train because I lived over off the six and um, you, you were reading a book about Frank Zappa and then we realized we the both like right yeah and we but realized we both like baseball and then we end up traveling. Uh, up to baseball hall of fame, Cooperstown and stuff. So like, you know, I know you're not necessarily a purist about baseball, but you're definitely middle-aged <laughs> as am I. But, uh, let me ask you extra innings runner on second garbage Bush league crap. Now, and I tell you, I get it that it's a weird season. I, I wouldn't even stroke out if they said, if it's tied after 11, it's a tie. tie. Yeah, I, I can even deal with that. But when you start, I don't like any sport that plays a different game for overtime. You know, basketball, you're tied. You play some more basketball. Cool. You know, I, <laughs> I, I just I, I don't like the I don't like it. It's Bush League. Don't like it. All right. Now, this just in today, I believe it got uh, approved seven inning because there are going to be a lot of double headers due yeah. to COVID, yeah. you know. Seven inning double headers. What do you think? It, it bugs me less. I, I, you know, it's funny when you know when I grew up watching baseball in the seventies, we had double headers almost every weekend. I mean, there were double headers all the time. Sunday, at least once a month, yeah. you had a Sunday double header yeah. that was scheduled, which I right. think they should bring back personally. And then the rainout doubleheaders, and you, you usually had Monday off, but you got to watch baseball all day on Sunday. I, but the seven inning doubleheaders, I don't like it, but it doesn't throw me into a fury. Well, what's fucked about it is like, why well, have a bullpen? Hey, you don't right, even need right. one. You know, right. like you're, you know, you're going to bring in your your closer in the seventh now. Um, yeah, it's it's now. Here's the other thing, though. Can that 
here it's a double header. So I'm kind of like, well, you're only going to see the closer in one of those games anyway. Right. Right. You know, so it's like you kind of do need a bullpen in some in some ways. And Depends if you've got our rotation, you definitely need one. So, well, it's yeah, it's pretty much all bull, bullpen at that point. Um, it, so, uh, some other new rules: uh, the DH. Set it on fire! Set it on fire! I mean, but look, you're, I, you're I, a big it, fan of watching uh, pitchers hit a hundred, huh? <laughs> I, you know what? And and I know this is the grumpy old man argument, but I That's like what the I'm strategy. here for. You know, I like the strategy. You yeah. know, it's it's the sixth inning. He's thrown ninety pitches. He can't hit. You know, what do you do? And, you know, then you've got guys like Brault who can hit. You know, he's like a 200 hitter with a little bit of power. You know, um, think of Jake Arrieta going deep mm -hmm. in the, you know, in the World Series. I mean, you know, it, there are a lot of great hitting pitchers out there. Uh, just not most of them yeah. are good hitting pitchers. You know, they, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, I have, I have the perfect plan. And of course, they're not going to do it, which is that you can only DH for the starter. See, I like that. I like that. Um, and then you get rid you of still got the strategy. You get rid of openers at that point. You're mm -hmm. saying no more openers because yep. you're going to want to keep that DH in the game. And then at that point, you can double switch the DH into the field if you want. You know, like uh, depending on how the game's going, you, you keep your slugger in there, make him play right field, left field, first base, whatever. But, um, you know, it, but you can you yeah. have to maintain that strategy. I, I agree. I mean, you know, we're National League fans for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't understand at all how the DH helps us this year, except for keeping yeah. maybe the one pitcher that's going to get hurt swinging the bat from getting hurt, you know, which that's not, not really COVID related. It's going to happen anyway. And, you know, I know I'm going to lose this. You know, mm. even if we do go back next year, I know at some point I'm going to lose this, but I'm going to be the grumpy old man uh, railing against this until I die. Well, the owners don't want it because it's a higher paid position right. than right. a uh, than a relief pitcher. You know, yeah. you could put, you can pay a relief pitcher a million bucks or two, you know, even a decent one sometimes like a not decent, but like, you know, mid level, blah, 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 but three yeah. million dollars. You know, a, a DH is going to cost you, <laughs> you know, somewhere sometimes a lot, you know. I, so. I do like the 20, I, and I, it's not COVID related, but I do like the 26 man roster. Cubs uh, fan man writes in, well, Lester is old, swing once and out goes his back. <laughs> and I kind of agree. Like, I, I was out there playing a uh, little ball with Bleacher Jeff the other day, and I couldn't, ba I could barely move the next day. So it is true. Um, uh, what other new rules do we got this year? Oh, the how about the three batter minimum? Hate it. Hate, and, you know, it's funny. I, I never liked the LaRusa throw a different pitcher. I, I mean, I think the, the game does get to be a little bit of a drag at times when you're when you're switching pitchers for every batter. But I mean, I think there's other approaches they need. You know, I when I was a kid, you know, back in the 70s, the batter had to stay in the box. Yeah. You know, there was no 30 seconds of walking around between pitches and yeah, you know, you're doing I, your batting gloves and then you get yeah. your hat a little bit. Look, spit, put some sunflower seeds in your mouth. It's like, get in there and bat, damn it. Well, I mean, you know, I grew up with the Orioles and Miller, his whole thing was work fast. The catcher threw the ball back and and the pitcher was getting into a stance. I mean, you know, Orioles games moved. You know, I grew up with like two hour and 15 minute games. So, I mean, it's not like I don't like a quick game. I do. But I mean, I don't think the problem with baseball is loogies. 
Yeah, exa- yeah. exactly. Um, I, I just interviewed uh, Bob Kendrick of the Negro League Baseball Museum, which I talked about earlier yeah. in this game, it, it, or earlier in the show. And he was talking about, you know, how boring today's game is. Like he was talking about the Negro League style of play. He's uh-huh. like, they bunt their way on, steal, steal second, steal third. And if you weren't watching, they'd steal home. He's right. like, now that's exciting. Yeah. That is an exciting, oh, put the ball in play, get, get it in there, you know, and it, and, his point was like, if you want to show me something that's exciting and fun to watch and that I want to see it, I'll watch that all day. Yeah. It's like, you don't need the, you know, making games shorter and see, he's like, I'll watch like, look at football. Those games are four or five hours long sometimes, you know, with all the commercials and the breaks and, you know, but still there's action, constant action. I've been watching CPBL Chinese professional baseball league. Cause they managed to like not have COVID and, uh, and, you know, watching those games, you know, it's 88 and straight coming in from the pitcher. So there's a lot of offense. But now right. I'm looking at guys diving. I'm looking at dudes making plays and the outs are in the field. It's not just strikeout right. home run. So right. it's like actually pretty damned exciting to watch, except for that it starts at five in the morning where I live. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but so you kind of want to see that, you know, guys don't steal bases anymore. Oh, you don't want to take the the bat out of the slugger's hand with a dude on. Like, I get that, but at the same time, you're like this fucking boring. Yeah, like yeah. you know, watching like the cat. I, I do like a cat and mouse game. Yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of reasons not to watch the Yankees, but I mean, you you hit on it. That you know, the, the strikeout home run game. I it, it, it's four hours of strikeout home run, and it's just I, I I would I hate to use the b word, but it's boring. Yeah, it is boring. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is as boring as St. Louis is a town, and <laughs> uh, so I, I know. It, see, that's the beauty of like anybody other fan from the NL Central is that you can make a Cardinals St. Louis joke, and they will always laugh at it because yep. every yep. other NL Central team hates the Cardinals right. as much as Cub fans do. Like we are, we are actually freaking together uniform. on that. Yep, yep. Hey man, it's well, game time. It is game time, and so let's let's sign off of this. Uh, I want to say to everybody, 5 p.m. on Sunday, uh, I'll be streaming live uh, here on Periscope on my YouTube page at Danny Rocket, and we're going to have an awesome interview with Bob Kendrick, John Baker's on there, Levante Stewart from uh, the Lost Boys will be there, Crawley, who a lot of you guys know is on there. I'm on there, and we're going to be breaking it down. Sarah Sanchez is going to come on and talk about it from uh, uh, Bleed Cubby Blue. And, uh, you know, and Brian is going to be, um, I guess, uh, starting a new uh, puppetry career with his uh, Puff the Magic Dragon there. This is all I got, man. There's no live music. Baseball's going down to COVID in a couple of days. I got I to do the puppetry. Uh, check me on my TikTok. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Ch- check Brian on his TikTok. It's it's pirates. Fa- what, what what is it? It's it's pirates man. Uh, pirates man. Butt man. Sixty nine. Yeah. Yeah. Sixty nine. I believe that's your <laughs> that's your uh, your thing. So uh, I'm gonna play a song. This is the ballad of John Baker. Brand new. It's nice. available at bleacherbum.band. It costs five dollars, but the reason it costs more than it normally we sell songs for is because I'm giving all the money that we raise to the Lost Boys. So please go buy it. It's at bleacherbum.band, and here's the song for free, but go buy it, huh? All the money's going to charity. So uh, thanks for watching, and uh, go Cubs. Spagog. You could say go Pirates. I will let you. (laughs) I'll be kind. It's your show. It's good.
<laughs> uh, loser talk. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep, the application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs, just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.